This is episode 115 for Tuesday, November 14th, 2017, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be discussing the beers of our youth. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Travis, and together with Chris, Eddie, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Each week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Brew Styles. As always, I'm your beautiful host, Travis, and I'm glad to be here on a rainy and somewhat gloomy night. This is kind of different. Normally, we record on Sundays uh, where it's bright and and happy and everyone's smiling, and today we're having to do a night recording. We all just got off work and we're all kind of bummed and ready to drink some. On a Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a little different. And, uh, <laughs> what day is it? What day? <laughs> and we got uh, an assorted cast of characters today. Since we're at Chris's studio, yeah. or he My lives house. in the studio. I don't live in the studio. He, the well, studio is in the place that I live. See, he says that, but <laughs> I'm looking at a mattress up against the wall. So, uh, yeah, when y'all aren't here, the mattress goes on the table, and this is where I sleep. Not really. Tomato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, I get potatoes. Yeah, there's a there's the frame for the bed, and yeah. there's a extra pillow for when you have guests over. A, a towel on the floor. I assume you shower with that. Sure. Yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah. Let's go with that. A TV, an air purifier. That there's even a Roku hooked up to the TV. Roku, yeah. Look at that. Extra <laughs> headphones. Yeah, you got it all. Anyway. A dresser with clothes in it, I'm sure. No, actually, it's empty. So, Chris, I know you've been busy with work, so you, found, you haven't had yeah. time to do any home brewing. No. But uh, I know you did do something beer-related this week. Yeah, we uh, went to the Cabin Air Homebrew Club meeting last night. Last one of the year, because we got the Christmas party coming up in December. It's going to be super fun. Yes. Uh, we talked about Martson, even though it's November. It's strange. But anyway, uh, got to drink some, some good Martsons. However, the beer that I brought, because I don't like showing up empty-handed, I brought Shiner's new something. It was in a, a bomber, and it was, uh, what was it, 777. Yeah, they're IPL. Yeah, it's a India Pale Lager that was aged on oak, oak staves. Staves, yeah. Okay. And the 777 thing, it had seven different types of hops, 70 IBUs, and 7% alcohol. It was interesting. It was a lot better than the Wicked Ram IPA. 
More wicked. Mm, Is that what it's called? Ram wicked was, Ram? Yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> I thought it was god awful. Well, I, I, I probably had different expectations because I think I listened to y'all talk about it before I <laughs> before actually had it. And I was just bracing myself for this just Cronenberg 1664 type of situation. And <laughs> and it was, I was like, oh, well, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It, you know. This is a beer that I can drink this one of and then never buy again. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just had another idea. We should do an episode on the lowest rated beers on Rate Beer. Oh, God. We can revisit so, some of those. Old Speckled Hen. Yeah. Uh, was it hamburgers and... Hamburgers and green beans. <laughs> I don't even think that one's rated that lowly. I think it was just recent after oh, we were drinking it. And it was just... <laughs> it was in the head and you could not get rid of it. That's what popped up. That would be an interesting experiment. Uh yeah, let's add that to the list. Okay. <laughs> Cronenberg. Yeah, that'll be one for sure. Is that the one in the blue bottle? Yes. Well, green bottle, blue collar? No. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And that's the voice of Frado, who's uh, joining us this week. Hi. Hello, welcome. Have you brewed anything recently? No. No, I haven't had time either. Uh, you what, remember what? when I made that English... And it fermented at like 95 when I went out of town. Oh, yeah. yeah that was the last thing. Are you it's, telling me there's not going to be any gobble gravy this year? Maybe not. One, I'm going to be out of town all Thanksgiving week. So I wouldn't even be around to drink it. Oh. Maybe I'll make it anyway. I've got a little bit, right? Yeah. I don't know why I looked at my clock to see. If I Dates. had time until yeah, it's six thirty, I don't got time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time to brew two weeks. <clears throat> I hope so. Gobble gravy is one of my favorites of my beers. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's, that's the one, one that's your... like all Vienna, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, oatmeal. Well, clearly <laughs> everything has to have oats and cat hair. There's got to be cat some. hair. Yeah. I'm sure there's cat hair. That's been one of your more consistent rebrews. Yes, other than the one time that it was like. Three percent somehow. I don't even know what happened, but I blew oh, yeah. my yeah, yeah, yeah. I blew it by. But it's hopped to be like a six and a half, seven percent beer. <laughs> it was just there's an IPA gobble gravy. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And so we tried to douse it in whiskey, and oh, that helped. Right. Was that the wild turkey? Yeah, gobble gravy. Yeah, I remember that. Makes sense. Yeah. okay well i uh i brewed a couple things this past weekend and uh, so those are fermenting right now i brewed a robust porter out of jameel's book brewing classic styles still working my way through that book and i've of course i haven't touched the lager side of things yet but uh hoping to get a chest freezer over the winter break so if anything stick in the garage yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I'm I'm still working my way through the ale recipes, and I'm almost got a uh, I'd say a good portion of them done. Mm-hmm. But I'm still just flipping through and finding ones that I haven't written a date on. So robust porters one, and then also did uh, a black IPA, the all grain version of Nelson Mandela. Uh, okay. Because the last time I brewed that, I was living in the Berkeley apartments. Yeah, it was a while ago, <laughs> and I remember liking it. But uh, that was still when I was doing extract only. Yeah. So that was actually the last extract beer that I did. 
Was a black IPA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Plagueis. So, yeah. I, I, I need to do that one again, too. That was a good beer. Mm-hmm. Save half of it, let it get too old, and then give it to me. <laughs> old Plagueis. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't sound very... No. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, so I got those two things fermenting, and the plan is once they're finished, I'll transfer them out into a keg, and then... I want to put two beers on top of the yeast cake for both of these. Um, I want to do an Imperial Stout, a full five-gallon batch, because I haven't done one in a long time. And I'll put that on top of the Black IPA, since uh, Imperial Stout's going to be hoppy to start with. Yeah. And uh, So that'll, that'll be fun. And I'll probably split it up into different small treatments, uh, like I've done before, because that's always enjoyable. Do one that's like a, a bourbon oak treatment, and one that's a chocolate or something yeah so uh that'll nips (laughs) nips uh so i'll do that one and then i also have plans to do a smoked uh robust porter also kind of like alaskan their smoked porter and so i'll brew that and put that on top of the robust porter yeast cake and then let them go Huh. So, that's uh, that's what's new with me as far as homebrew and brewing. Cool. It's exciting. And uh, I'm also proud to announce that our soundboard has all of our drops that you love to hear week after week has been completely reorganized oh. into not just letters, but different categories so that they'll be more useful and hopefully easier to find. Oh, once I'm a little more familiar with it, so you're, you're going to hear. <laughs> so not today, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're going to hear great things from from things like uh, aroma. Is it bad that like I almost think it smells like Whataburger spicy ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Appearance, unusual hue, <laughs> flavor. This beer tastes like Mercado Juarez. <laughs> Mouthfeel. Wet. It's moist. It's <laughs> <laughs> colors. But mine were green and swollen. <laughs> oh, gross. foods. Actually, I was gonna say it reminds me of a wing stop. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> that was a location. Yeah, the ladies. The Schlitz. <laughs> the Schlitz. Languages. Ich spreche Deutsch. Eins, zwei, Eins, zwei drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, nine, zehn. He said sexy. I heard it. <laughs> oh, jeez. And this one's already full with 20 different drops just with laughs. <laughs> Sell. <laughs> Six warning throws. Six warning throws. What? I don't know. And, of course, we love misspeaks. From Wasatch, 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 Wasatch. Okay, I think it's Wasatch. <laughs> Names. I'm Chris. Podcast. We are a beer podcast, sir. <laughs> we will talk about any beers. Of course, poundability. And beer goes to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> One labeled privates. Massive wooden butts. <laughs> okay. Now that all of our listeners have quit listening. Yeah. Thanks for t- <laughs> thanks to our listeners. Innuendo. Creamy and nutty. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're still going? Sounds. <sighs> <laughs> what? Vital statistics. And it rings in at a mild 16.9%. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yes, no. No. <laughs>
So that's going to be fun. And hopefully I'll be able to, to insert some more appropriate ones into the conversation as that is, uh, is, is called for. So there's that. And yes, as Chris was saying, thank you to our listeners. We uh, definitely appreciate all of our listeners out there. And um, we kind of stumbled across something this week that we weren't expecting. Yeah, um, so... Um, tell us a story in that. I, I, I just have all my email on my phone. I, I hardly check my any personal email addresses or anything on the computer just because it's kind of a hassle to remember all those passwords. But anyway, um, for some reason my Bruce Stiles email had not been updating to my phone. And so I went in and, and I was like, this is strange. I haven't gotten any, even the spam I haven't been getting for a while. So I went and looked at it anyway. I finally got it to update and I came across a handful of emails. From, you got flooded with from like listeners. Hundreds, right? All at once. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it took me a while to kind of clear out the spam. And then I found a couple of emails from listeners that I, that we'd missed. Some real people. Yeah. Uh, all the way back to January. Oh. So I feel kind of bad that we, you know, let our email correspondence go by the wayside. But um, Yeah, we weren't ignoring you. No, we, swear. It just, it, we just didn't get it. But we got it now, so we're going to uh, visit the mailbag. Ooh. <laughs> um, from Troy S., the subject is perpetually drunk. Wonder who he's talking about. Yeah. He says, it was great to hear your latest episode on Sweet Stouts, and even better to hear a... Mississippi Brewery, Lazy Magnolia, getting some love. If you have the opportunity, check out Lazy Mag's Southern Pecan Ale and also Chandelure Brewery in Gulfport. I enjoy most of the beers offered from either of these breweries, but then again, I am perpetually drunk myself, so your opinions would be interesting to hear. Mississippi has come a long way in a short time, but still has a ways to go. I don't know that I've had uh, the Southern Pecan from Lazy Magnolia. Yeah, I think you have. Have, okay, I, I yeah. don't ever remember these things like y'all do, but it's a uh, it's got distribution through our area. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I've always liked their stuff. You know, I just I just don't remember. Now the Chandelier Brewery. I don't know that we get that around here. No, I don't believe so. So that might be uh, interesting to to check out if we ever see that. So thanks, Troy, for the email. Uh, we also Thank you got. For that. Actually, I think it's from the same Troy. Troy S. from Mississippi. Uh, I just finished listening to your Kolsch episode. Yes, I made it all the way through. As always, it was very entertaining. I will proudly wear my Bruce Styles t-shirt. It could possibly be your shortest episode, but have you done a barrel-aged stout episode yet? Uh, shortest because everybody passed out, or <laughs> sarcastically shortest because somebody There's, got drunk and rambled for an hour and a uh, half. I don't know. I mean, we've done several different stout episodes. I don't know that we've done a barrel-aged specific one. I remember we did we Imperial did. Stout. Yeah, we had a wood-aged episode. Wood-aged, that's right. I remember that now. Okay. Um, but the backstory in that one was the Kolsch 2.0 episode. It was incredibly long. It was one that we did a uh, triple brew day as we recorded. Oh, yeah. And we were out in the garage. And then at the end, I mean, we started in the morning, and it was like 7 p.m., and we're just all beat and Probably tired and drunk yeah hungry and drunk and so uh chris said you know what it, nobody's probably listening anymore but if you did make it all the <laughs> way through the episode then send us an email and we'll send you a free t-shirt and Which, we had two people take us up on that yes offer. we did so those two people are going to get shirts yeah. unfortunately that uh 
that promo is is no longer valid. So if you're listening now, but and you these send us two email, people sorry. that emailed us will get their shirts. Uh, the other guy's name's Kevin. Don't know if there's a statute of limitations on the offer, but I just listened to Coles 2.0 in its entirety. And the rambling ending, I heard you offer a free shirt to anyone who is still listening. <laughs> Enjoyed the show, even the silly stuff at the end. You are the Russ Martin show of homebrew. God. Welcome to Brew Styles. All right. Yeah, so thanks for the uh, thanks for the note there, Kevin. And your shirt is in the mail. Uh, and then we have another uh, email from Jim. Uh, he was just listened to the Oktoberfest 3.0, and he said, I was wondering when you're planning on to record your next Oktoberfest episode. I guess he's asking about Oktoberfest 3.0 since we've okay. done two. I live in Wisconsin and would be willing to donate and send a new Glarus Staghorn, their Oktoberfest beer, for you guys to enjoy. Please let me know if you're interested and how and where to ship it, and I'll try to have it to you for the episode. Thanks for the offer, Jim. Uh, we just missed that email right <clears> before <throat> we did the other... Uh, um, Oktoberfest, but we'll definitely keep it in mind for next year, and we will be contacting you. So yeah, thanks hurts, for hurts to miss that one. Thanks for that. Um, we'll definitely take you up on that next year when we come back around to it. Yeah, so that was cool. Like actual real people, and <laughs> that kind of reinvigorated me whenever uh, Chris discovered those. Because honestly, after we had finished our BJCP stuff, our exams, then I didn't know where this podcast was going to go, and so. I didn't really put as much professional effort. Well, <laughs> quotations. We just sit here and drink professional beer. effort <laughs> yeah. as you push poop jokes on your <laughs> iPad. <laughs> and uh, so then, like hearing that there's actual people that are listening, you know, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> well, our subscriber count is over 500 now. So whoa, that's insane. Yeah, that's a lie. Well. and if you aren't one of those 500 people that have subscribed then go ahead and hit that subscribe button subscribe because chrissy says so and also you can feel free to email us we promise that it won't be another year before we answer them and uh here's the address and you can email me at fratto dot brewstyles at netscape dot navigator dot org except not really <laughs> netscape's not even a dot org who is that guy <laughs> who's that yahoo yeah chris at brewstyles dot com there you go that yeah, works that was a yeah. bad that, that was yeah, I'm sorry yeah. I, I won't talk again <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so yeah thank you to our listeners and, and feel free to email us and we'll uh, we'll actually get it now that I got it worked out on the phone. But anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Travis? Well, Beers of our youth. Yes. Uh, yeah. We thought we'd hit the uh, the Wayback Machine. And... What? <laughs> I'll be right back. What? <laughs> and we're going to go back in time to some of our earlier beer drinking days, which, you know, technically speaking, we're still fairly young-ish. So yeah. our beer career hasn't been doesn't span several decades or anything, but no, we're talking about like early middle two thousands, yeah, ish. But uh, <laughs> you know, as we started talking about things, we realized that one of the things that we always will reach for at a bar is something new. It's like you look at the list. Oh, I haven't had that. I'll take that. Right. Or if you're walking down the aisle at uh, Specs or something, you're gonna pick up 
you know, a couple bottles of something you haven't tried before. Yeah. Uh, just because it's it's always neat to try new things, and there's been just a a huge onslaught of new breweries and new beer, new seasonals all the time, and uh, you start to realize that some of the really good solid beers that um, you had a long time ago, you haven't really touched them in a long time. Or there's a reason you haven't touched some of those beers yeah. in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and you've completely forgotten why. So we decided to have an episode today based on some of those beers that um, we drank long ago and then maybe haven't really revisited that in a long time. Yeah. Um, so some of these will be ones that are uh, have been around for a long time. Some of these are more recent but uh, still have kind of a nostalgic feel to them. Mm. Um, and, it, you yeah. know, it's kind of surprising what isn't available anymore. Obviously, you know, some seasonal stuff because it's November. Like yeah. the very first beer that Travis and I ever had was Sam's Summer Ale. And uh, obviously we can't get that right now. But they still make that. And we still we still have that one every summer just as a, you know, a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Um, but oh. some of the other ones that we were looking for, it's like, this this doesn't exist anymore. Like Broken Halo IPA. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, things like that. Just, Malika! There you go. I see <laughs> some of that, but not quite the same <laughs> stuff that I was used to. Now they took in all the, took in, ugh, they've taken all the vowels out of the malt liquor names Blackberry. and stuff. Look, look. Just don't get it. I mean, I didn't pick up any Mickeys. I thought about it. <laughs> I did, too. I, I looked at it for a little bit. I was like, Because mm. there's that one college party we went to where we just walked in with a six-pack of Mickeys. And we had one of them. We're like, oh, this is gross. And then somebody was like, oh, I love Mickeys. And he drank the rest of the six-pack. Yeah. I don't remember who that was. Kai. Kai. Kai? Okay. Oh, I thought it was Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was her party we went to. Oh, yeah. Was it her yeah, house? it was. Yeah. It was a Halloween thing. She had her glass of wine holding it outside the window of her car as she drove down the street. It's not in the car. Okay, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back in the crazy days. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of wanted to revisit some of those crazy days. Yeah. And uh, On a Wednesday night. Yeah. Since we kind of <laughs> had a different crew today, uh, Sar is busy and uh, Powers, Powers is out, out of town. town. He'll be back pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, so it's kind of a, you can call it a filler episode, but yeah. it's going to, I'm looking forward to it. Fill us fun. up. Oh, geez. Nah. Uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, if there's nothing learning else, learning curve, learning curve, if there's, if there's nothing else, then we'll, uh, take our break and get our beers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, first up is Shiner Light. Blonde from Shiner, Texas. Uh, it says, The lightest Shiner in town. The folks at the Little Brewery in Shiner are proud of this refreshing 99 calorie addition to the Spetzel family of beers. It's brewed with the same handcrafted small batch pride you expect from Shiner, delivering a unique light beer. So when you're looking for a smooth, easy drinking brew, pick up an ice cold Shiner Light Blonde. It's light done right. Mmm. So there you go. I remember drinking this one in the dorms with a can of peanuts while we watched Mr. Bean episodes at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
Yeah, so this would have been very early on. Yeah. Because I turned 21 living in the dorms. So, that, yeah, that would have been right there at the start. Yep. Yep. So this was... Because we did the whole, like, Coors, Bud Light thing. But this was like, this is different. This is craft beer. Mm-hmm. This is Shiner. Yeah, because we would go down the, the grocery store aisle and just try to get a new six-pack every time. Yeah. And, you know, of course, it, everything was new then, so you're able to get things like Killian's and like, oh, this is crazy, or Blue Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. even knew yet. <laughs> like, oh, they're making the baseball stadium or something, right? Was that Blue Moon? Or was that... It was one of the other like wheat beers that randomly got launched by a big company, and they put it in the middle of the baseball stadium. Shock top. Shock top. Was it that Is one? That it? I don't know. It didn't. That's really. the only other <clears throat> major, you know, citrus wheat. Like, oh my god! That was around back then it's that I'm aware of. A, wow, it was really cool. <laughs> and, oh wait, never mind. Yeah, before you start doing research and realize that the vast majority of the stuff on the like, shelves is owned by a few companies. Like, why is everything made by Plank Road? Who is that? <laughs> well, is it even Blue Moon is, uh, is that Miller? Yeah. It's yeah. Miller right. product. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, whatever. But Shiner is owned by Shiner and is brewed in Shiner by Shiner. Now, someone will argue with you <laughs> that, so when people, because we would do this and they'd be like, oh, Shiner's not really craft. And according to insert person who determines what craft means, which I guess at this point is the craft brewer people, but whatever. Uh, yeah, because that number of barrels keeps changing. A little thing yeah. called the Brewers Association. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> as long as Sam's good, we're all good too, right? But um, <clears throat> not Sam Calgione, but Sam Adams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so uh, they're owned by uh, Gambrinus, who also owns uh, Northwestern Brewery Bridgeport, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, and they're, well, you, they're not really craft because they're, and yeah, wine, wine, conglomerate or something. Major conglomerate, yeah. Right, I think it's just those two breweries, and mm-hmm. it's a San Antonio-based company called Gambrinus. Well, it's not Miller, you know. Coors. Yeah, they're Miller's not owned Bush. by... Uh, InBev. They're not in bed with InBev. <laughs> anyway, um, so Shiner Light Blonde. <laughs> it looks like water. It's clear as balls. Yeah, it, it is. Smells a lot the same as it looks. Yeah, it's a light like water. Kind of yellow color. It's yellow. I got one for that. It's yellow. There we go. I just figured I'd hit it before you had to find oh, it. Oh, <laughs> Now, see, this is classified as an American light lager. It's not a blonde ale. They just call it a light blonde. Right. But this is this is lighter than Coors or Miller Lite or. It's pretty close. Definitely, uh, definitely tell they made this to. It's like go right along with those. Barely yellow. Yeah, it's <laughs> straw. But it is white bubbles. Dang clear, very clear. Like probably one of the clear though. Probably one of the clearest beers I've ever seen. That's why I think it's water. Aroma's pretty clean. Aroma <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, you get some grainy notes, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely picking up some adjunct note too. It's fairly light. Corn. I'd say that too. Yeah, probably corn. Ooh, very carbonated. 
uh, yeah, it tastes kind of, man, I don't know, cornflakes. Yeah, it is very corny. Definitely it's made like to compete jokes. with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely made to compete with the Coors Bud crowd. Yeah. And Travis, you you had this one on your year and beer uh, blog. That's right. I did a, a a year and beer blog in that's what you just said yeah. in 2011. <laughs> and every day I featured different beer, and then kind of did a little history on it, and then wrote up a uh, review. And I remember at the end that this beer was by and large the most searched for and most viewed page out of all of them. Yeah. It was shocking. Even like years later, I would just kind of look at the statistics just to think about it. And and that one was still just every day ranking up hits. I don't know what it was about it. Yeah. Well, because I think it's it's a safe detour from, you know, the the ABC beers. Sure. BMC? Huh? Is it ABC now? He always says ABC. Oh, okay. I, I always think BMC, but <laughs> yeah, I guess at this point it's ABI. Oh, that's true. Well, I think Anheuser Busch Coors because those are two different companies. Oh, okay. But BMC, Bud Miller Coors. Yeah. Which okay. it's the same thing. Yeah, I guess when we started saying that Miller Coors were two different companies, yeah, and Bud but, was still owned by itself and no longer Embiv. Yeah, but now it's all different. But anyway. That to be said, I think this is a safety tour from whatever you want to call those companies. Yeah. So that's probably why it was the most searched. Because it's like, oh, okay, what what's a beer that I can... I drink, I drink Coors Light. What's a quote-unquote craft beer that I can drink that I'll like? And then here you go. Yeah. Just like Fireman's Number 4. That one's really popular also. Yes, that's one I haven't had in a long time either. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a blonde. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's very easy to drink, and it's a, it's a good go-to. I had that one at the brewery last year, actually. I actually saw that it's one on the nice. shelf when I was shopping for this episode. Oh. And I was like, that would be a good one to pick up. But then I saw this one, and I was like, no, this is this is more dorm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Well, whenever I first started rating beers, it was on a Facebook app that no longer exists. And we deliberately didn't use rate beer at the time because we had to write 75 characters yes. as long as well as clicking the the rating and yeah. i just wanted to rate it and move on in the beginning but then eventually decided to import all my ratings over to rate beer and i did that in 2009 so uh i think it'd be fun to read some of my old ratings for the beers we featured today <laughs> this will be and entertaining this one uh, there's two different ratings for it. the original one in february of 2009 so this was the very first day i started importing stuff which means I drank it well before then, says really didn't taste much different from any other domestic light beers. Bud Light under the Shiner label. 1.5. Out of? Out of 5. Okay. So, yeah, in the BGCP rating, it'd be a 15. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's funny that even back then, I kind of nailed the rating on this one. Bud Light well, under the Shiner label. Well, yeah, but, you know, BJCP rating of 15, I don't think is accurate. No. Because for the style, I think it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Well, at that point, it was also called Spezialicht. And we were all confused (laughs) as to why it needed to exist and why it was there. Because Shiner was, like, starting to really rebrand itself and put Mm -hmm. new labels on everything. And try to start making more. Like, they, I was angry at them already because they got rid of the... uh, 
their winter beer at the time, which I can't even remember the name of. Dunkle. 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 Yeah. And they put winter cheer out, winter holiday cheer out, which I was not <laughs> happy about because I don't like apricots and pecans. And I think fantastic. the frost took the place of the frost was dunkle pretty frost. Uh, frost it had it had a, the the dotty dot the umlaut? umlaut over the top really? of it yeah it, it, it was so bad it was disgusting and then Fruit it changed into here <laughs> it changed to dortmunder shiner blonde became shiner premium shiner light got discontinued yeah they, so they were just doing all this stuff like becoming a new brewery that we weren't wow. used to put out Specialicht, which was bud light yeah and it was like why shiner what have you done and it kind of solidified that in the minds of all the people like i told you they weren't a craft brewery and it's like oh 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 you know i think it's funny that nobody picked up regular shiner because i still drink a lot of i know (laughs) yeah it's like yeah that was the one that we drank a lot in the you know dorm and apartment and house and all that kind of stuff but it's still a good go-to beer sure so and to be fair, we have featured that a couple times yeah. on this podcast already. Yeah, and then somebody decided it would be a good idea to shotgun it. Hey, that was great. <laughs> I can now die and say that I have shotgunned a beer because of that episode. I had not done one before. No, I have. Yeah. I still can't say I've done a keg stand, though. That's, well, oh, I'm I keg stand the only one in this room that Boston Lager. That just yep. wasn't a good idea. No, that was not a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Neither like a, was probably shotgunning 1050. No, it was but a bad idea. Yeah, you had to repaint your kitchen. <laughs> oh, no. This uh, is a mistake. There we go. I got it. Uh, Did you find your rating? Bottle from PyCap327. <laughs> Very pale, clear pour with a medium white head. There's decent lacing. What idiot talks about lacing? I'm only mentioning the lace. Oh, <laughs> I'm only mentioning the lacing because there's nothing else that's good about this beer. And let's face it, I have never had lacing affect my enjoyment of the beer in the lightest in the slightest bit. The aroma smells old and past its prime. I don't know how this is possible. The beer hasn't even been out for a week yet. The taste really isn't that bad. It's just lame and uninviting, minimal flavor, and awkward. I really thought after Shiner 102 and the old-time alt that Shiner might actually be trying again. I was wrong. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Dear Spetzel Brewery in the town of Shiner, this beer is a lie. XOXO Fratto. <laughs> 1.3. Oh, man. That that was angry. But for, for what it is, I think it's great. Yeah, and the yeah. BJCP score for American Light Lager. I'm well, sure I'm just—I'm right. not even talking BJCP. I'm just saying, as a a light, easy to drink. Um, I, I don't even know what the alcohol is. We didn't talk about that. Probably not much. It's not on the label. This rings in at a hardcore four percent ABV. <laughs> Probably is not far off. Hold on, we just all checked in. Four point two five. Okay, yeah. there you go. So yeah, I, I think it's a great. You know, lawnmower beer or summer camping beer or, you know, something like that. It's fine. Well, and I'm not going to disagree with your stand on that, but at this point, there's at least a thousand other options just like this that are better, even if in only marginal ways. I agree. It's good for what it is. You know, buy a a six or 12 pack of the cans and then take it on the river while you're tubing. It's perfect. 
Drink it the morning after to rehydrate, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My uh, my second rating was obviously really dressed up because it was on my on my blog. So and and I can tell in rereading it that I was uh, overdoing it, stretching a little bit. Yeah. Um, so this one would have been March second of twenty eleven when I re-rated it. Bottle courtesy Frado, who got it from PiCap three two seven. It's always traced back to PiCap three two seven. Well, here we are. When this bottle was brought out of the fridge, the group erupted in groans. Apparently, they aren't too excited about a pale lager, regardless of who it's from. I poured it in my glass and scrambled for my phone to take a picture of the head, but by the time I pulled the camera out, the head had all but disappeared. Oh well, it had a fizzy white head with some very clear straw appearance for the body. The aroma is not very good. Kind of trashy, old grains, slight souring notes, and gym socks. <laughs> not fresh gym socks, though. The sweaty kind you forget about your gym bag until you open it up after sitting in the garage for several weeks. Oh. <laughs> Flavor is tons of corn and rice notes with watery notes and metallic characteristics. I'm sorry. I know I don't often trounce a beer I'm reviewing, especially for my home team, but this is crap. Don't bother <laughs> trying this. And, oh, I... That was the 1.5. The previous one was a 2.5. Oh. So. Uh, I don't think I, it's crap. I don't either. And I feel bad knowing that that would have been on my blog and that that's the most <laughs> visited page. <laughs> and so they probably, you know, have my picture up in the in the brewery with dartboards they can throw at. <laughs> well, but so like I was saying earlier, though, if when referenced in the time frame that that happened, it was total uh, just a total letdown like, yes sure now you can go back and appreciate it in a different way and think well there's tons of breweries releasing tons of light beers and uh, but at the time it was like they had just released that giant 10th and or 100th anniversary beer they were making mm-hmm. an alt beer they were it was like they were going places we thought and you're and like said, yeah it was the home team <laughs> And then they they made exactly why we started drinking Shiner anyway. We were tired of Bud Light or didn't like Bud Light, and now Shiner makes it too. So in the time frame, it makes perfect sense. And somebody was somebody told us it was like Chad or Marcus or somebody like, "Hey, your rating is only a reflection of that time frame," because man, if you go back and look at my ratings of beers that I thought were just you know perfect five star beers. I would probably disagree with that now too, but mm-hmm. at the time it makes sense that beer was a lie. <laughs> and depending on what kind of restaurant or you know whatever you go to, they're going to charge Shiner as an import. Yeah, because it's a quote unquote craft beer. Yeah, this beer. is a six dollar beer instead of a four dollar beer. Right, so you're paying more for the same thing. So go ahead and bring just me the it yellow has a belly sticker on like, it. Just <laughs> where's that natty light? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or beer thirty. Ooh, that's fancy. <laughs> yeah, that's a throwback. I still got some of those in the fridge. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm telling you, you need to. Should have brought one of those. <laughs> oh no, that's a whole episode. <laughs> Camp and beer. Five poundability rating. <laughs> oh, ten. Yeah, it's got to be a ten. It's got to be ten. a ten. Poundability a ten. Yeah. I agree. Also. And BJCP, I'd put it. You know, forty. Yeah, entered it's in pretty the, solid. the light American lager. Yeah, adjunct lager, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. For what it is, like I said, for what it is, it's a good beer. Well, and I didn't get the weeks-old gym socks. 
No, I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> I was a bad person when I was younger. At least you were honest. Maybe. Or you were trying to get views. Clicks. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get clicks. Yeah. All right. What's next? Well, next we're going to feature a beer that uh, has died and then been resurrected. (laughs) This beer has quite a bit of history, and it's from a old and yet new brewery. Celis out of Austin, Texas. This is the Celis White Belgian style wit beer. And uh, the story behind this was that, uh, well, let me pull up the history because I know I had it written down. <laughs> okay, so, so the story was that in 1966, there was a man named Pierre Celis who lived in the town called Hoogarden, which you may have heard of that before. And they decided to revive the wit beer, a regional beer style that had become extinct at the time, almost a decade earlier when the town's last brewery closed. Well, uh, Pierre Celis worked at that brewery and learned how to make this incredible style wit beer. Uh, you may have heard of Who Garden because it's still made today and uh, still a very excellent example of the style. And then uh, Celis opened up his own factory. In 72, he relocated to a bigger factory in in 85, and then was brewing uh, 300,000 barrels a year at that time. The Hoogarden Brewery burned to the ground that year, and Celis, who was underinsured, wound up selling his Hoogarden brand to Belgian Giant Interbrew. That company, now known as Anheuser-Busch, InBev, continues to make that recipe today. So... Celis, at the age of 67, moved to a little town called Austin, Texas in 92 and opened up his own brewery. And uh, the Celis White was one of the fantastic examples of of the wit beer. And even uh, Michael Jackson, the beer Michael Jackson, not the music Michael Jackson, (laughs) uh, he even gave it a perfect four-star rating in his uh, pocket guide to beer. So it, uh, it had a following. And then he ended up, uh, his brewery floundered after ownership was purchased by Miller Brewing Company. And then he closed his his brewery in 2000. And then uh, Miller sold it to Michigan Brewing Company. And then they continued to make it until 2012. And that's when it closed. So it uh, stopped production at that time. So the one that we drank when we were younger was from the Michigan Brewing Company. Yes. We never had a chance to actually drink the Austin version from uh, Celis Brewing. Oh, okay. And uh, unfortunately, Pierre Celis died in 2011. He was 86. But his daughter went through, and uh, there, there's a whole list of, there was a runaround that she had to try to get the brewery name because uh, somebody else had purchased the rights to the name Celis Brewing. And she wanted that. So she finally got it. And then earlier this year, in June, she opened up Celis Brewery in Austin yet again. And then we have this uh, this beer in front of us, which I would assume is probably Pierre's recipe again. Yeah. So even though it's not the exact same beer that we had a decade ago, it's... The closest thing. Yeah, probably pretty dang close. And... Uh, uh, at the time, the last time we had it, it was, you know, pretty close to a uh, commercial example. So let's hope it's still has the same. 
This was bottled on October 11th, so quite fresh. <laughs> and they had time to get old yet. Yeah. <laughs> Brewed in Austin. All right. Cool. It is very hazy, murky, as a wood beer should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, rolled the bottles around to mix up any kind of yeast sediment because we wanted all of it in suspension. All the flavors. And yeah, it's cloudy, but I don't have any floaties or anything. No. I even got the bottom of a, a bottle and I don't have any float. Well, maybe one or two. I tried. I did. But there's, it's for a wit, it's pretty clean. Nice white foamy head. Oh, yeah. That yeah. lasts. Yeah. Ooh, lots of banana. Mm. Yeah, aroma in this one is spot on. Yeah, you get lots of the uh, orange notes and coriander for sure. Banana, I would agree with. So the yeast character plays a pretty big factor in this already. Mmm. Yeah, it has a fruity smell, maybe a little bit of wheat tones. There's just a lot of banana. It's hard to get past it. Not in a bad way, just yeah. if you're looking for something else to find. I, I find much, much Well, I would agree with the coriander. There's quite a bit of coriander in there, too. Yeah, I get that in orange peel. I'm more tasting the coriander than I am really smelling it. Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that, too. The smell, I just get a bunch of banana, but the flavor, I get much more coriander. And then it's got that, that really creamy mouthfeel that you'd expect from a wheat. And just a little bit of bubble gum. <laughs> uh, maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. But yeah, lots of banana coriander. It's fantastic. For the amount of head that's on the, the top... Um, not really getting a whole lot of carbonation in the yeah, mouthfeel. That's kind of interesting, too. It's very soft. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's still, but very creamy. It is soft. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sawyer. <laughs> I can reference people that aren't here, too. <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah. Real, uh, real smooth. Yeah. Nice. Kind of a, I'd say it's a more on the creamy side rather than crisp on the finish. Real soft. Now I have the same thought on pretty much all wheat beers. I can't drink a lot of them. I could have like one. It just it sits heavy for me in the stomach. Okay. Uh, I don't know where that came from. <clears throat> Maybe it's drinking too much Blue Moon back in the day, and then probably way too much Blood and Honey. <laughs> which yeah. I saw that one and almost picked it up too, but I was like, I don't think I could stomach that. Yeah, that one. I can't. That's funny. We I can't, actively avoid that now. Well, I mean, it's not even that. It's just I can't drink it. I tried like a year ago. I was like, okay, it's been like four or five years since I had a blood and honey. I'll we'll try it. No, I couldn't do it. it. It didn't taste good to me anymore. I don't know if it's because they changed the recipe or what, but I just it. I, I drank too much of it. Similar, I guess. Yeah, I had a similar thing and i brought a beer that i have a similar problem with too and i'm hoping it goes away so yeah i I don't know it's just with with wheats anything that like the you know belgian wit or a half of bison or anything i enjoy drinking it but i can only have one yeah Hmm. even like you know really really heavy beers that you would expect to be heavy like imperial stouts you know i'll have more than one of those but i can only have one wit at a time hmm I don't necessarily have that problem. I don't think. I, I like the I like the fruity aroma, 
because that makes it a little little more approachable. Bubblegum. Uh, I would say <laughs> I'm, I was actually thinking that a moment ago that I had just a touch of bubblegum. It's faint, but mm-hmm. you know I, I could be maybe a little. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a forty-five second, maybe a little battle about <laughs> about <laughs> bubblegum. <laughs> I I found my old 2009 for this, and how disappointing of me. I didn't write a novel, and I don't normally write novels, so I guess I was extra angry at Shiner. (laughs) But a little disappointed in me. A little taste, but somehow bitter. Mm. Bitter? Yeah, there's nothing bitter about this at all. (laughs) Granted, once again, this is 2009, which means it's actually before that, because that means this was a beer seek rating. Mm Mm-hmm. could have been higher, but I docked it a little bit for no longer being Texan. <laughs> I don't think I'm disappointed in myself for that. But, yeah, little taste, but somehow still bitter. I gave it a 2-3. That's that's lower than I'd give it, and, and I don't understand my comments. I don't, I don't either. Mine was input on February of 2009, so... Would have been a beer seek rating yep. prior to that as well. A uh, little more filled out than I expected. Foggy golden pour, fizzy sensation on the taste. Head is consistent with a Belgian. Aroma is fruity and is quite reflective of the style. Soft feel over the palate with the carbonation playing a role in the taste. Slight bitterness around the edges. Finishes with a little aftertaste. A great sample from a former Texas brewery. Three even. Mm. That's uncharacteristically thorough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for being a 2009 rating, I'm I'm a little shocked at that, too. Maybe that was a, a re-rate that you did at some point. Maybe. Well, when it re-rates, it says the date, too. Oh, yeah, oh, that's okay. true. It does. Huh. So that... Strange. That is how it read in February of 2009 when I put that in. You know, I haven't I been know. looking. Unless we had made notes on things. <clears throat> you, your, your name was like Stick. And you rated like ninety beers, <laughs> or oh no, your ra- your name was not stick. You had no. a snail whose what? picture said I has a, I stick. Has a yeah. stick. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so let's, let me search and see if I have no. And I specifically remember stick with a K, no C K, just K. Yeah, I don't have I don't have this on on here. So it's, when did Michael Jackson die? Was that two thousand eight? I only had one hundred and sixty four rate beer ratings. Uh, the pop star. Okay, I was about to ask yeah. which because since we're, I realize we have talked about both so far. <laughs> um, I, that sounds. I mean, you're in the right time frame. I okay. don't know if that's the right year or not. Because yeah, he uh, when he died, I was at a rate beer tasting, the very first one, Marcus's. Oh, okay. So if if that would have been prior to drinking this beer then i would have realized oh crap all these people are putting all this other stuff on their radio yeah. i'm just saying i like this because it's got a picture of a man yeah <laughs> and i like men so i had probably i bought blanche to bruxels because there was a baby peeing and that's funny by the way it tastes all right i guess yeah like <laughs> so i probably had this one after going to a rate bear tasting and realize that I need to add a lot more actual content. Yeah, there's That's no probably why it's so filled up. There's no cellus here. And I don't remember That's who good. it was. I basically copied my whole thing from. It's like bottle from, color is, 
smells like, tastes like. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's good. Because I was stuck somewhere between those guys and the ones that would like write out the first half a scene to a movie. Yeah, those are entertaining. <laughs> Fly always did that. Yeah, like that and you're like, I'm pretty He's sure. I'm pretty sure that's RoboCop. So, I met Fly. It was kind of crazy. Unrate beer. I sorted by highest rating because I was curious. I gave a five to Southern Tier Blackwater Series Chocolate. Ooh, okay, that's yummy. A four point eight to Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Now that's another one that we could have picked up. Because, I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw that though. Because that was that was one that we drank quite often. Yeah, you love the especially. Crap out of that. Oh yeah, especially go, whenever we go to uh, Gingerman, I'd always get a Young's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ale Smith Speedway Stout. I give a four point eight. Uh, Bellhaven Scottish Stout four point seven. And mm. Freetail Torpor Porter mm. four point six. Freetail with Founders Breakfast Stout also a four point six. Yeah, but anyway, it's. I only had 160 ratings or so on Rate Beer. I never actually got into it like y'all did. Because I didn't like typing stuff out. I'd go over to Frato's whenever y'all was like, hey, yeah. we're going to rate some beer tonight. So I'd go over there and I'd drink with you guys. And you were sitting there on your phones typing. I'm just sitting there we're like talking to myself, drinking beer. Cause y'all being at the festivals <laughs> like with a crumpled up piece of paper, like yeah. furiously chicken. Sc- I still have like, <laughs> I still have things I wrote on that I'm like, one day I'll re-enter those. I'm just like, I'm just here for the beer. <laughs> and it's like, you look back at it. Or when I had that little pink flip, like slide phone that flipped and slid, and I would get you like. You text yourself I'd your text ratings. myself all my ratings. That's right. Yeah. Was that the pink phone? Yeah. <laughs> and it would just like, in the, you had to make sense of what on earth you were saying. Yeah, I've really. Were you T9 texting? No, thankfully. Oh. <laughs> I did do a little bit of T9 texting of my ratings, but luckily by then people had started doing at least a little bit of keyboard. Yeah, Yeah. I remember there was just an understanding when we would go out to like Ginger Man. When you get a a new beer, there's a good five minutes where you don't talk to each other because you're writing. Yeah. I just sat there and drank my beer. I never actually did the whole rating thing. But, well, and that was, and I was used to that because that's what we did. And then when we stopped doing it, it's been really hard to go back. I I can't. That's why I really like yeah, Untapped because it takes five seconds to check into something. That's why we did Beer Seek. Yeah, but then we also met a bunch of really cool people through Red yeah. Beer, so we were like, oh, cool! Like I'm I'm hanging out with the guy that runs Big Texas Beer Festival. <laughs> I sat at the house of the guy that like basically introduced Big Texas Beer Festival to what he does for a living now. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I have beer in a hot... I have Natty Ice, I think. No. Beer 30 Ice in a hot sauce bottle at my house that <laughs> me and Marcus, like, drunkenly... Like, because he had a hot sauce thing, too. And so me and him ate some hot sauce, cleaned out the bottle, and dumped Beer 30 Ice into the bottle... To take home to send to Danny. Oh my god! I never sent it to Danny. It's still, still it? sitting in oh, the music room. Clearly, we're going to have to drink that. Holy crap! Or maybe I send it to Danny. <laughs> yeah, check his ratings. If he hasn't had it, I don't think you're going to find it. Beer thirty ice and 
in a hot sauce jar. <laughs> mm. We'll see. Five palatability rating. <laughs> Not quite a ten. But it's still pretty high. I say it's a seven. Just because of my previous comments, I'm going to say five. I wasn't going to go below eight. I just, I'm going to say this is a, a five. Yeah, I just I can't I can't do yeah the the, the wheat stuff like that. No, ESPN eight the Ocho. I'm right here. Yeah, BJCP though this is this is a uh, pretty high up there. I don't think it's quite commercial level anymore. So like high thirties. Yeah, but it's dang close. Yeah. It's going to be a shame, though, for the originator of what is basically the basis of the beer style to not score that high anymore. Eh, I'll chalk it up to a new brewery, new system, still working the kicks out. I I don't doubt that this is going to get any worse. I think it can only get better. But for Whit Beer, the commercial example, are they? It's uh, probably Who Garden. Yeah. Allagash. Uh, Which we don't get anymore. No. Nope. Blanche de Bruxelles. We do get Celis White. It's listed. But Who it Garden? couldn't have been this one because I don't even think this existed when the new uh, when the new no. ratings came out. This brewery wasn't open. No. But maybe they're talking about the old one because it says Celis White and then Who Garden Wit, Almagang Wit, St. Bernardus Wit, and then Whitkirk. Yes. So yeah, I mean it's it's listed. Interesting. Cool. Good. Well, beer. well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and the reason I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, nice job, sir. Thank you. Flawlessly transitioned. <laughs> Word. <laughs> what? Someone was laughing into a cup, and that was, Sawyer that was, was Travis. No, it's a car. I'm sorry, you're not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had a hard time finding old school beer, which was a problem we were having. Like, I was looking for a, a Bell Haven Wee Heavy. Couldn't, uh, I don't know. I think uh, the specs in uh, DWG has it. Yeah. Um, the old retired shiners that they don't make anymore, <laughs> like the Kolsch and the Dunkel. Um, Man, just really having a rough time of it. Elliot phones home, and so I I found this, and I think this is my blood and honey situation. And so I'm hoping it's not. It's a Martin House Daybreak breakfast beer. In fact, when you joked about rehydrating in the morning, we didn't used to joke about that. We used to actually drink this for breakfast when we went camping. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah, you're over there making <clears throat> breakfast burritos and we're drinking daybreak. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> uh, we'd serve it in a skillet even, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like drag out the skillet yeah. and it had just a whole bunch of... Speaking of which, we need to go camping we soon. Do. Like I very soon. wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, so... Get there. out of the tent and there's a just can in the skillet. You're like, breakfast in a skillet. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> all right! Now, now, these tiny little 12-ounce cans are weird to me yeah they only is, used to come in the, thing. In the tall boys years. yeah but so they call it their breakfast beer because it's got four grains like a multi-grain cheerio and uh honey and lactose in it yeah. yeah so i mean basically it's a bowl of cereal so i drank the mess out of this beer and i think i just got tired of it because i still enjoy it you know I if i got an early brew time. day i'll have some coffee while I heat my water up, and then I'll open up a daybreak. 
And so I haven't had it in years probably just because it's been like like that like carnation yeah. instant breakfast. That's the first thing I did. Oh. Mom, you bought an awful thing of Cardi. You they're rotten. We got to turn <laughs> these back. And then we got another one and they were just bad too. If the problem was me. Oh man, I forgot about carnation instant breakfast. <laughs> that takes me back. So, yeah, this so let's 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 hope that dive right in. I've uh, overcome my problem there here. You go. I'm eating oats. <laughs> yes. Ooh, did you have any oats that I can throw in here? Might. <laughs> Got some hops over there that's still on the table. By the way, Fred, you need to smell those hops. They've been sitting on the table since our hops episode like two months ago. Oh, that's been a while. Yeah. Oh, were these the ones? <laughs> were these them? Yeah. Were those they? They've been sitting out Challenger. aging. <laughs> it was a really pungent foot smell for a long time. I think yeah. it's, it's starting to kind of die off a little bit it's like lemon and and that smell you get when you first pull down the drop down attic door (laughs) yes insulation and old old wood (laughs) yeah yeah. 60 year old timbers and installation that should have been replaced insulation that should have been replaced long ago yeah (laughs) anyway um all right so definitely yeah I'm definitely smelling the the honey and milk sugar situation. I think that sweetness popping out on there. Hazy See, appearance, orangish. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if I look at it through the window light like I'm supposed to, it's black. Uh, the first taste is with your eyes. See, I'm not really getting a whole lot in the aroma. Oh, I am. Yeah, really? there's like it's sweet I mean, milk like, and sweet cookies. See, I'm not. I'm not picking. Yeah, I'm not picking that up. Yeah, it's a, a sweet, sugary, milky. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Yeah, like a it's cookie very... crisp. Cookie <laughs> 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 crisp. It's very tame for me though. I'm I'm not. It's nothing's like up front. It's just kind of. It smells um, like. I'm thinking beer. everything that the fezzy wig Sam Adams beer should have been. I remember that one. Was that the cookies beer? I think so. The old fizzy wig hmm. came in the the winter seasonal mix yeah, pack. I'm sure we'll see it again here soon. <laughs> yeah, like just because I agree, there's not. It's not really over the top, but yeah, no, there's not, a lot of sweetness and there's a lot of just sweet grainy. Like, yeah, I mean, I get some grain, but I don't. I don't pick up any like milk sugar or I don't know. All right, so what's the verdict there, Fredo? like it hooray <laughs> yay <laughs> okay so we let's... can go camping <laughs> <laughs> i just can't drink it like you know constantly like it's coffee <laughs> yes which i never managed to get tired of funny how that works yeah this is a more i guess a more intense slash present flavor than i remember because there's a lot of uh, well, it, well cereal grains for sure yeah but I'm also getting a big amount of sweetness, and uh, I know that there's honey in it, and I've never really got that before, but I'm starting to pick that up. I'm actually getting a slight bitterness on the finish. That's oh, And I was going to say not even slight, and oh. I think it might be because it's so sweet. Well, it's also it's it's not cold. It's not yeah. ice cold. It's cool because you, you, you said you bought it warm, right? It's, yeah. It's only been in the fridge for 
right hour and a half they sit in the fridge at my house for 15 minutes and then okay. the fridge at your house for yeah so I mean, it's not cold but it's it's you know right this is how we would have drank it then too they would have come out of a cooler and yeah. sat on a skillet for an hour but that we added ice to on friday and it's now sunday morning yeah <laughs> this is before yeah. the yeti coolers came out yeah so, so your, your ice doesn't your last ice a week. is lukewarm water <laughs> this is eddie <laughs> So we're just, I, I mean. Oh, you said Yeti. Yeti. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, nice you, were, you were so quick on this is Eddie versus the Yetis weren't come out yet. But the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a solid 30 seconds to find. <laughs> and through the magic of editing, it's immediate. <laughs> so, the, yeah, this it, it's. It is a pretty strong bitterness. It is, and I'm and my thought is that it's such a sweet beer that they had to hop the crap out of it. But see, I'm I'm thinking back, and I don't remember it being this bitter. Do you think it's changed? There's a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised. It's been a long time um, since it first came out. Riverhouse yeah. Riverhouse changed. Imperial Texan changed. Hey, why not this one? I haven't noticed a change in Imperial Texan. Of course, I haven't had it in a while. Yeah. Well, let's let's review what it was like. Um, at the pre-release party, oh. you yes beer. at the pizza joint. This was uh, Saturday, April twentieth, twenty thirteen. No, it wasn't a pizza joint. It was a bakery with a pizza truck outside. Right. Uh, well, at that one we had Imperial Texan and the River House. Yeah, yeah. So this one, my rating was twenty thirteen. Tap at the pre-release party at the brewery, so it would have been for this beer. This is advertised as a breakfast beer, and I'm enjoying this at 10.45 in the morning. Pours a murky yellow-orange color that really does resemble an early morning sunrise. Oh, Frothy white head that leaves <laughs> quite a bit of lacing. Aroma is very grainy, similar to the beginning stages of a mash. This is rye and his biscuity. So I don't know what that is. Rye. I bet that's the the spiciness or the bitterness that we're picking up. There, well, there's some of that. But, I didn't know. But I, I don't didn't think, know that it was rye. Yeah, rye, oatmeal, uh, barley, and wheat. I can see. Yeah, that. I bet it's the rye. Flavor is a mixture of sweet and bitter notes. There so you go. It, even then, I said it uh, with a feeling of citrus and light honey. Also, has a very biscuity flavor as well. Light and refreshing. Three point four. So I guess the bitterness has always been there. We just haven't. Maybe the fact that it's slightly warm is is bringing that out a little bit. Could be. It's still a good beer. Could I be. like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that Fratto still enjoys it. Me too. Or enjoys it again. <laughs> well, uh, well, and uh, I guess also a testament to my previous ratings. I tend to rate really low, apparently. Because, like I said, I drank this beer so much I got tired of it. And I gave it a 3.2. So on tapped it, on tapped it brewed, a hazy orange pour with a small white head. The aroma is honey nut Cheerios and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Taste is light toast with some bitterness. Oh well, okay, I, there we are. Uh, bready spice and a nice finish. Bready spice, yeah, that'll be the rye for sure. Yep. Oh, is that the, the distant cousin to sporty spice and and ginger spice and baby spice. Okay, on my tongue, I feel a little bit of bitterness. You know, when That's I'm... where you feel bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that whole area on the map that they show you when you're in elementary school. <laughs> However, there's a, been a recent thing, a study, I guess, 
where the whole like uh, flavor sectors <clears throat> on your tongue is a myth. That's not actually really? the case. Okay. So I I don't know. I where one it. I saw added something that I didn't even know, like a word that I can't even tell you anymore because <laughs> it was like I was like, wait, I don't even think I know what that taste is. Yeah, uh, umami, umami, uh, it, the savory. Yes, yes. umam. Yeah, yeah. I'd looked it up. That's like meaty, savory, rich. Okay, that's strange. Yeah, I was like, because we we had talked about this, I think, at some point, and we were mm-hmm. talking about like where why we're always making this thing as we as I. Yeah. Grab the corners of your cheeks. Yeah. As I make the radio like idiot DJ host and make physical motions where you can definitely not see me. But we were looking that up and, and I was like, what on earth is this word in this? Well done. <laughs> so yeah. Um umame? Yeah, it's like U M A M I. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. So so not only is it a myth, but the myth has expanded. Interesting. <clears throat> well, uh, poundability. So, what's your poundability? Poundability. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's it, six or a seven. Yeah, I'd say seven probably. Mm. It's pretty. The thickness and the sugar. Yeah, I'm gonna say this is a five for me because ah, okay. it's there's a lot of flavor. It has the sweetness and the bitterness that all just would lead this to be not as poundable as the other ones. I think. Now, BJCP, what would you enter it as? Oh, God. Spicer vegetable? Because it's on untapped, it says specialty (laughs) grain. I don't know why it says spicer vegetable. There's none of that in this. (laughs) There's, uh, no. I don't know the honey counts and lactose. So, yeah, I guess specialty grain for the rye? Uh, Well, there's there's an alternative fermentables category. But I don't. But is rye and wheat an alternative fermentable? You know, I, I would, I would probably enter this as a blonde, and then claim the milk, sugar, and the honey, and the rye. Yeah, because that comes through a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and that would push it I, out. Of- I mean, I don't, I don't know what base style they use, but and you know, it's safe to say blonde, a, 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 a small pale ale, possibly. Granted, this is getting- the. This is the brewery that when you go brew on their back porch step every year, they're like, Crawfish. brew something stupid. <laughs> like the Crawfish beer. Yeah. <laughs> we like, don't want safe. We've like, thought of black IPAs before. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you think you're special because you, you put two kinds of hops in. Wow. Like, From the no. brewery that brought you Kafka-esque. Yeah. <laughs> From the brewery that made Diet Vanilla Dr. Pepper sound like there were not enough things in the name. And Dr. Pepper alone already has 23 Two. flavors. <laughs> anyway. No. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I'd say blonde and then claim the rye, milk, sugar. They're going to ding you on hazy. Know. They're going to ding you on flavor. They're going to well, ding you on I just aroma. I'm just I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I don't know what else I'd right. enter it as. Well, I'm I'm not going to use the straw. And I'm just going to drink it straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You want to know what you're searching for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. All right. I didn't realize you'd push the button. All right. So I'm glad um, you asked. Well, thanks, there, Courtney. Um, <laughs> did I say the right person? Yes. All right. I do the same. Courtney thing. loves the feisty redhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, and sometimes is it Courtney? Is it Caitlin? Is it 
Oh. I have to think about it sometimes. Which which name is it? How uh, Sawyer are you drunk? I'm sorry. Sawyer. Sawyer. Yeah. Got to think about that one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, here's London homesick because <laughs> I like little English beers. So um this actually, as I looked into uh, my old rate beer rating for it, it's probably older than I thought it was because it came from Mom's Liquor Cabinet, which doesn't exist anymore and only existed for a tiny amount of time. Uh, so, yeah, this is from Oasis, which is straight up on the lake near Austin. It looks actually out over the lake, and it's pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. I've been there. Have you? No, no, I don't think so. I have not. Oh no, it's. I mean, you have to be like, okay, so I'm in Austin, and I, I still want to drive another twenty, thirty minutes out to Lake Travis, and get up into the marina area. You remember what Lowe's Highport was when we were kids? Yeah. Just a big menagerie of stuff. Yeah, that's essentially what um, this oasis situation is on Lake Travis. There's a little Mexican restaurant and like three stories it, worth of shops. And, wasn't the restaurant at Lowe's High Point called the Oasis? Oh, <laughs> I think it might have been. <laughs> I think it was. Nice little situation there. Yeah, right on the cliff yeah. there on the lake. Which is actually exactly what yeah. uh, this one is. So the the brewery <laughs> and a little... <laughs> the brewery and the Mexican food restaurant like are on the cliff, huh. which is pretty cool. So you're out overlooking the lake and you can see the dam and the wind comes in real high and you have all these nice little beers that are all about five-ish percent. They don't make a lot of big stuff. We did not check the explicit I box. knew it. I knew he was going for that one. What did I? Because uh... you said the dam. Oh, no. But we ain't gonna curse because explicit box we did not click. <laughs> um... <laughs> As soon as you said it, his finger started flipping on the iPad. I knew exactly what he was going to click. <laughs> Lakes are built on dams in Texas. Yes. I don't even think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oasis. This homesick. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all suck. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, London Homesick from Oasis. Yay. It looks a lot like the Daybreak. It really does. <laughs> yeah. If the Daybreak sat and... All the haziness <laughs> fell to the bottom. This is what would be yeah, left. It's not completely clear, but it's um, slightly hazy. If you look closely, there is some suspended sediment. Yeah, I do. I do see some floaties, but it's like tiny, very floaties. tiny. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll hold it up to the light and look real close. Oh, look at that! It's an itty bitty one, but it is there. All right, I have floaties. <laughs> It's a medical problem for him, though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, too soon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bowl's actually clear, though. Aroma's different for this one. I get some citrus. Yeah, but it's that kind of citrus that's really good. Like As opposed to the bad citrus? <laughs> no. Uh, just that this is like, this is definitely like dried peel. Kind of right. like, like. But not like squeezed orange no, in your, in like your drink, like orange. Blue Moon. No. So this is not like a, a British beer, like an English pale ale. It is. Right? Like it, it is? It is. supposed to be an English bitter. That's what it's labeled as. See, but in that style, you're not supposed to get a real fruity. But this isn't notes, though. real fruity, though. <laughs> well, okay. Here's, here's a description on the can. A bright Texas session ale made with copious... 
amounts of English Challenger hops and a classic English yeast strain. This beer is sure to make you feel right at home no matter where you find yourself. 4.9% ABV. Yeah, so Challenger is this big old hop that you've had sitting here on your uh, table for a while. Let's let's smell. (laughs) It smells like feet. Now, it also says on the can. Those two don't smell the same. It also says on the can, 27 (laughs) IBUs. It's not, well, it might be a little higher than it should be. Maybe not, I don't know. It also says keep cold. (laughs) I am, in the fridge. Well, it's kind of. Kind of. (laughs) I may or may have not put the beer in the freezer to... (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm getting like the fruity notes, and it's... uh, I would say I can get like some of the Maris Otter type of a rich bready English grain yeah as well I was just I was just kind of thrown off by the the citrus notes first thing well and also I not that I can really quantify IBUs but this seems a little higher than 27 to me it might be I mean I feel like a boob if we're being real <laughs> for being realistic it's not always 27 IBU yeah, I mean, it's going to change. Yeah, so they're putting their best thing. And then if you believe the old school uh, McKinney. Um, Dennis, the city of Richardson, thank you. <laughs> Dennis, German, same three jokes every tour, even 10 years later. Franconia. Franconia. If you believe in the old Franconia tour, like if he brewed it three times and it came out 5-2, five, 5, and 5-5, five, five, he's putting 5-5 five, five on the label every time because otherwise – they're he's they're gonna the government regulation on that is gonna be like you made a five percent or you said it was a five percent beer and that's five five so if oh, he's yeah. brewed it three times in the variation and there is within whatever he's marking the highest variation as his that's true label standard i don't better know safe that, than sorry kind yeah. of situation i don't know how that would apply to IBUs, i don't yeah though. i don't think anybody cares about this beer's too bitter sir but also 27 is very specific you always think that an odd number is going to be specific, <laughs> but an even number, that's kind of a rough guess. Because I don't know. It feels like a 28. <laughs> rounded up to a 28. Yeah. I right. feel like the Daybreak was more bitter than this one. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But we yeah, could be so. talking combos of rye and hops trying to get back at all that milk sugar. Yeah. But also, you don't expect a, a British something to be over the top. Right. Bitter. English bitter is like... Like our our weak yeah. pale ale. <laughs> yeah, it's not bitter beer face bitter. Like no. Grandpa didn't need his dentures bitter. <laughs> Who's cavey? It's, it's <laughs> the entire inner monologue we've made up for this poor man. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. So, well, and that's why I also point out that it's not like orange squeezed into your glass it's like a right. dried orange peel or something yeah. from like there's like nothing not quite the pith <laughs> yeah there's nothing really fresh smelling about it no. yeah and in the flavor that uh that particular element kind of really dissipates a lot because oh, i yeah. i get the smell of the citrus but i don't really taste it a whole lot i get a little bit of the taste and i think the it it's pretty carbonated too and i think that that adds a little bit to the i don't want to say the bitterness but maybe the harshness of it yeah if that's the right word i I can't think of another word to use 
It is a little harsh. Yeah. A little more harsh than I would expect an English beer to be. Oh, see, I think English beer is harsh. Oh, see, I think it. I think they're pretty smooth and mild. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm thinking like you know beer out of a cask. Yeah, real ale. Just or, you know something Nigel hands me at a club meeting. Creamy and room temperature. <laughs> yeah, that's that's English beer in my mind. I guess it's the problem. All malt, no hops. There's the there's the terminology problem too, where people that really like their you know gross sour beer are like, oh man, gym socks. But we don't mean it like Travis. Like, like horse blanket day. is a good thing. Yeah. Why is horse <laughs> like? Why is the thing I use to cover my animals when they're cold like what I want my food to taste like? It's not. But yeah. So. Well, have I been on this podcast before and talked about going to the wineries in Central Texas and being like, I want a rotten tree branch wrapped in tobacco leaves. Right. And they are like, oh, we don't serve Tempranillo? nasty stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I, this is what I want. I'm not being a jerk. That's what I want. And so I see English beer being a lot the same way. Like, yeah, that's like an old fruit and kind of a little bit of like dirt and wood. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Which is like everything, whenever I think English, I think either like super biscuity and bready like a like a Marisotter or something that's super earthy. Well, I think those two things come together really nicely. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. I, but whenever I think British, that's what I, I have in my mind. This is none of those things. I would picture biscuits and dirt to be What harsh. about biscuits? <laughs> ah. Biscuits. I mean, maybe a little bit of the Brady note, but it's kind of on the back end. It's not really up front. Yeah. yeah. It's a good beer, though. I just don't know that I'd call it English. Well, I'm not sure that Challenger is a... I know Challenger is a UK hop, but is it a quintessential UK hop? I don't no, it's know. It's not Fuggles. No, it's no Fuggles. There's no giggles involved. <laughs> Cesar-type hops. Say, it's... <laughs> Yeah, maybe Challenger is a Cesar. <laughs> yeah, challenge. Yeah, well, I don't know. Challenger's no. a big hop, right? <laughs> I don't know. I Look at it. It's oh, right yeah, there. that's right. That's right. That's right here. It's right there. What's the label say? Uh, six acid? eight. Six eight's big for eh, for English. Eight? Yeah. For yeah, if you're going for for Fuggles or for EKG. I'm... Hmm. All right. Poundability. You think so? Wow, that's impressive. You were <laughs> you were groaning as you chugged your beer. I was I was half expecting you to choke. <laughs> Nonsense. I got it figured out. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, I think I'd sit around seven for this one. <laughs> oh, is that where you inhaled as yeah, you tasted? Tried to sniff it. <laughs> Does it work? You know, as it as it warms, I'm getting a little bit more of the bitterness, but um, it's still not as bitter as the Daybreaker. I think so. I, I give it a seven. So BJCP is an English bitter. Mm, Probably not. The hop character is too. Yeah. It's too citrus. Yeah, it's too American. So, would you go low thirties or twenties? Uh, well, it's it's out of style. So twenties. Yeah, so it'd be in the twenties. Yeah, I'd agree hmm. with that. Interesting. My rape beer. I said it was a dirty and sweet aroma. I don't huh. know that I would have said sweet this time. 
And then no. I called it floral, bitter, and dirty on the taste. Floral I might stick with, and bitter and dirty. But floral but is uh, floral's kind of German. But the yeah, well, floral goes a lot well, of places. Yeah. It could it could be either. But sweet Cesar type hops. Yeah, it must be. They must have changed away from Cesar hops when it was. <laughs> I rated this one last year, which is shocking. Really? Because I rated it. Th- over three years ago. Yeah, I know I've... Well, okay, my rating explains that. I've had this beer more times than I can count, and I feel like I've rated on Beer Buddy several times before, but here we go again. Enjoyed it Big Texas Beer Festival 2016. Clear yellow, white head, glide Clear. hop aroma, earthy, Clear. some pine, citrus flavor with an easy finish, pine, a bit dirty. I would have never said pine. Well, this is all also Big Texas Beer Festival. Yeah, where touche, I'm you're right. <laughs> scribbling down the first thing I think of. Well, and, and the one we had before that could have been like <laughs> sculpin. Yeah. Oh! Uh oh. I barely finished the end from sculpin, and I was like. <laughs> all right, there's going to be, uh, be a beep in that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was good, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I saw. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. Well, then. <laughs> Let's move to the darker side of things. Well, I'm glad you asked. And I did. <laughs> We're going to move on to uh, definitely one of my earlier beers. Um, as the listeners may or may not remember, one of our, or actually our very first beer that Chris and I had was the Sam Adams Summer Ale. And um, we had a six-pack of that because we wanted to start drinking beer, and it said, like, lemon and grains of paradise on there, so it sounded less like a beer and more like a a non-beer so that's why we got that one but we also picked up a, a six-pack of zima as well just, just in case just in case we didn't really like no jolly ranchers though i didn't even know that was a thing like yeah. i'd never heard of that and we showed up to the party it was like where's your jolly ranchers i'm like what where's your jolly ranchers really that's <laughs> <laughs> which means when i say strangely we used to cut the sweetness with more sugar that's already been on a podcast before that was already a drop Wow. Yep. And I really, I said it the exact same exact way. Exact same way. And, wow. once, and once again, he hey, was consistent. instantaneous <laughs> on that drop. He knew exactly it was new, coming. He knew it improved. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even know that was a, anyway. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Yeah. Um, but since the, uh, the summer reel is out of season. Uh, so I, I picked up the next best thing, which is the Samuel Adams Winter Lager. Is it? And this is also one that I remember having very early on. Yeah. Um, I remember we were at Jack's old apartment, uh, the the Heatherway or Heather. Yeah, Heatherway, yeah. And we were, we were just watching movies or whatever. And I, I got a six-pack of this just for myself, and I drank five bottles that night. And threw up outside in the swimming pool. In the swimming pool? Yeah. All right. Gross. And then came back inside and drank the, the sixth bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Puke and rally, man. But I do remember that very vividly I for this one. don't remember that. 
puke. I remember this being. Thinking back to this, I remember it being very spicy. Yes. And that's my that's when we were talking about what to drink next. That was my thought too. Was this is going to have so much like stuff in it? Yeah. So the uh, the commercial example or the de- description, it's five point six ABV, and the commercial description is bold and rich with a touch of holiday spice. The first thing one notices about Samuel Adams Winter Lager is the deep ruby color. Then comes the magical aroma, which promises something special on the tongue. The don't mark that. The cinnamon, ginger, and hint of citrus from the orange peel blend with the roasty sweetness of the malts to deliver a warming, spicy flavor. On the palate, Samuel Adams Winter Lager is rich and full-bodied, robust and warming. A wonderful way to enjoy the cold evenings that come with the season. Okay, ruby color. Yes. Looks great. Very clear. Balls clear, as Sawyer would say. Tiny <laughs> bubbles. What? Yep. Okay. That's where you get. I get a lot of maltiness in the aroma, but not a whole lot of spice. Yeah, like malts and almost dark fruit raisins. Raisins. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Plums. As we go back to our old ratings, we're apparently syncing up at the same time, too. Our cycles are converging. (laughs) Gross. Mm. It's a honey vanilla. I got a lot more vanilla out of the menstrual. Honey vanilla? Was it? Did he what? say vanilla? It's a honey vanilla. Vanilla. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Vanilla. Would it be weird to say that I smell carbonation? Uh, in something this dark with this much other crap going on, I would say yes. But I have I smelled sm- that before. I smell carbonation. I, I I think in other like extra light things, or maybe even um, man, maybe like some of those really light Belgian ones. Yes, absolutely. I get it in this one too. I, I mean, I get malt and carbonation in the aroma. That's that's what I'm picking up. Oh, and the taste is just—I mean, it's just a cookie mix, man. I don't get spice. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. So this is coming off of last week or the week before we did autumn seasonal. Okay, so you're totally <laughs> so spice to me is like. I, I way overdid the spice a couple of weeks ago, and so this one is very tame in comparison. I'm going to tell you that something either cinnamon or in that vein is the strongest flavor that I taste. Cinnamon? I just get cinnamon. That's what he's looking for. I bet uh, you must cinnamon. Have... I just get cinnamon. Is it yeah, in a spice go. category? It's just in C. <laughs> I need oh. to make a spice category. <laughs> and you can put umami in there. <laughs> Spice, spice, herb, or vegetable. Herb. herb. <laughs> I mean, I, I get some cinnamon. I wouldn't say it's over the top. No. It's the strongest thing I... Well, and yeah. I say that. I wouldn't even say it was over the top either if there was something else I tasted. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what else is there, but I mean... It, it, cinnamon is the strongest flavor. Is yeah, there's... It, is there's it 90%? A, a, no, but... I mean, there's, there's a strong malt backbone. Okay. With I'll, a, I'll a hint of cinnamon... I almost get a touch of smoke. What? Like, uh, like a smoked meaty malt. And I smelled it four or five times, and I tasted it, and there's there's something there's something about it. I don't get smoke. 
I don't either, but I'm trying to find something that I get that I would compare. Granted, any I don't know I why have, the word asparagus popped into my head, but I'm not because we were talking about old speckled hen. <laughs> that was green beans, but still, same thing. I'm not picking up anything other than the multi multi backbone. Uh, maybe, and this is going to sound really weird. Just kind of hear me out for a second. Maybe some black pepper. Okay. That does sound weird, but I'm not as shocked as I thought I'd be. Because it's, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying like overly bitter or astringent, but there's something that's kind of biting in the in the flavor, kind of sharp, but I that I wouldn't classify um, as cinnamon. Yeah, there is, and and I'm having trouble exactly pinpointing what it is, but for that's some my reason, smoke flavor. Okay. Because I'm kind of picking that sharp up, thing that's just kind of there. Yeah, I, I would. I don't know that I'd call it smoke. I'd, I'd be more comfortable saying black pepper or something of that sort. Hmm. But the the winter spice that I would expect, I'm not picking up that at all. Minus the cinnamon. But then I wonder what would I say winter spice was if I was trying to steer away from what the fall spice would have been, and I'm like, well, in my head, it's all kind of wrapped together. Yeah, I would say it's all the same. Nutmeg, I think, would still be considered a, a winter spice. I would, I would agree. All spice, all spice. Yeah, ginger. I, yeah, I mean, it it, it really is all maybe the same thing. Ginger is that? Maybe ginger is that uh, upfront kind of up angry any, thing. I'm not picking up any ginger though. This is a weird beer. It really is, <laughs> and it, and I even searched. I even searched for Courtney it. loves the feisty redhead. <laughs> That's <laughs> random, but thanks. You said you're not picking up a ginger, but Courtney loves them. <laughs> Jeez, Courtney, Courtney love and Courtney loves them are two different. Courtney, wow, but, what's <laughs> the difference between a person named Courtney loving and Courtney love doing something is is different, Travis. Oh God, Chris. He's, what? I, that wasn't even me. What? I, okay, so I don't have a rating for this. Okay, to read. However, I did find another Samuel Adams beer that is holiday related. It is the Samuel Adams Merrymaker. <laughs> Merrymaker. I don't, I don't yes. even remember that. I don't either. Bottle thanks to PiCap three two seven. It's always. <laughs> <laughs> I said interesting aroma. I'm not really a fan of gingerbread and this has a lot. Doesn't look too bad though. <laughs> 2. Is that, 7. Is that where it ended? <laughs> That's where it ended. Doesn't look too bad. Doesn't look too bad though. All right. I don't even remember that beer. Mary Maker? What? I'm going to have to look for that after this one. <laughs> All right, my original rating, origin. Yes, original one was from Pre-09. Very flavorful, great winter beer. I love the cinnamon and other spices they used to flavor this beer. 4.0. Re-rate, December of 2010. Bottle pours an amber-orange with a tall white head. Aromas grains, spice, cinnamon, dust, and ginger. Flavor is dry grain, some malt, and a bit of spice. This doesn't taste like the same recipe that I remember from my youth. <laughs> And that was yeah. seven years ago. That was 2010. So as a what, 20. So it sounds like we're picking up a lot of the same things. Well, I yeah. Didn't, yeah. I didn't cradle my 
Oh, now here I am making fun of you for Valilla, and I get Cruddle. <laughs> I did not credit my bottle to anyone because this is also a Beer Seek era rating. But uh, a little wheat and maybe chocolate? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, chocolate. Maybe that's where your smoke is from. Is I this always the right get... beer? What? All right, all uh, right. Hold on, let me scroll up. <laughs> Just yes, yeah, Sam Adams Winter Lager. Okay, okay. Whenever you, whenever I drink smoky beer, I always taste like beef and chocolate. So maybe, maybe that's where that came from. <laughs> that's a weird combination. I know, isn't it? But every time I drink smoked beer, it's beef chocolate. Chocolate covered beef jerky. Sounds so, like something you'd get at the state fair. <laughs> wheat and maybe chocolate. So first off, I'm I'm already way off my game. Which I didn't have any of at that point anyway, I'm sure. Funnel cake in one hand, corn dog in the other? Yes. Yeah, that was her. Wow. Definitely smells like a funnel cake. Yeah. (laughs) With a little bit of an off aroma, too. (laughs) What? Um, Nice ginger and spice aroma that shows up in the flavor as well. A good reason to look forward to the cold season. (laughs) Oh, look at you. Oh, no. (laughs) Little precious rating. Oh, yes. (laughs) And this is is a 3.4, and that's the highest rated beer that that we've drank tonight, and it's my least favorite by far. (laughs) Well, maybe not the light blonde, but, but it's definitely my least favorite from the others, and I rated it higher than all those. Yeah, I feel the same way. This is... It's not, a lackluster. It's not what I remember. Yeah, I remember See, being a lot spicier. Mm-hmm. It, I remember I. there being a winter ale, and I just searched for it through all the different ways I could even think, like Christmas ale, like winter beer, something, and I can't find it. And I remember thinking winter lager is not the beer that it was I wanted. It was a Sam Winter ale, maybe, and can't find it. <sighs> And I can't find it. So somewhere in there, I, I think you might be right when you say this is not the beer I remember from my youth. <laughs> uh, I think they may have changed a recipe because I was convinced that this beer that I gave a 3-4 to, which apparently is very high for me, mm-hmm. um, was not the same beer. Hmm. Does same Adams have a fall seasonal like the pumpkin something i'm sure they've got, well, they've got a ton they got the Eight. 20 pounds of pumpkin they yes. got the pumpkin oh, harvest right. they got yes. the Oktoberfest. yes well that's Oktoberfest and a pumpkin that's the season i'm talking about like but spicy fall well though, i know but so. I'm, t- I'm talking like the, the spicy yeah they got two different pumpkin beers they have like eight thousand beers i'm sure that, that we featured because well, i'm trying to think episode. is there maybe something else that <laughs> that we're thinking of that has a lot of spice to it that isn't this but I remember the first time I had this, and this was long before the whole, like, I'm good with IPA situation. I thought it was bitter and spicy. And I didn't like it. I'm okay with this. It's not fantastic. I'm okay with it. And I thought it was great. I remember it being sweeter and more flavorful. This is just kind of, like you said, like luster. So kind of flat. So did they change recipes or have we just moved on? Uh, maybe a little above. A little above. I was already sniffing out a conspiracy in 2010. Yeah. And here, seven years later, I stand by my younger self. It's I, a lot maltier I I than might, I remember. Too. It's very malty. I I don't know. It's, how old's the bottle? Does spice drop off over time? Um, Is there a date? Well, it's worth 10 cents. 
For a brewery fresh taste, enjoy before month notched, which is April. April on this one, too. Of? Mm, April. April of January through June, if that helps you. Did you buy it total wine? No. So it might be fresh. It probably is. I don't think Sam Adams stuff sits around for too long. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. So what's your poundability <laughs> rating on this one, huh? <laughs> five. Yeah, I'll go with five, too. S- uh, five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this is a, s- a five. This is a seven. I'm going to split the difference and say six. All right. The difference between me and Sample. Five and, and a five is a six. Between you. five and a seven. It's a six. And hmm. if you had to give it a BJCP, what would you enter it as? Spice herb vegetable. Yeah. Well, no, there is a uh, a winter seasonal category. But but what? Is, it? is really? there really? There is. There's an autumn seasonal and there's a winter seasonal category. I don't I We've done either. episodes on these. I admittedly don't. Care, I started off I the episode. Oh, oh, oh! Welcome back to Bruce Styles. Thankfully, I was not okay. there for that. Okay, I don't remember it, that. It was, of course. There's a lot of things I don't remember. Well, I think you were asleep because it was the day after uh, the Cap and Hair. Oh yeah, party. so I probably missed that one. The, so commercial examples of winter seasonal, which is 30 C. Anchor our special ale. I remember that one's with the but our special ale was tree like. On, right? IPA, isn't it? Goose Island Christmas Ale, Great Lakes Christmas Ale, Harpoon Winter Warmer, Lakefront Holiday Spice Lager Beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of words, Diet Vanilla. It's a lager and a beer. It's a lager beer. Diet Um, Vanilla Cherry, Dr. Pepper. And Weyerbacher Winter Ale. Interesting. So I don't know any of those well enough to tell you that cinnamon was the main flavor Uh, in them. Which Clean Yager least. Can't expect that it probably would be. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, we got uh, one more. All right. All right. Our last beer of the night down memory lane is Abita Turbo Dog. And they have redone the. uh, What? Think back. (laughs) (laughs) They have redone the label since then. I remember it being like a black label. Yeah, black. just turbo dog written on the front yeah and you wondered if it really even had anything to do with a dog or not now there's a purple dog on the front all right at least it's realistic yeah um is it a 5.6 percent oh it's because of purple haze Uh, purple haze when you pour it it's not purple at all so we had to have a purple dog bottle says inside every dog there's a turbo dog ready to break free. <laughs> okay. This very good dog has a rich, dark color and a body with a sweet chocolate toffee-like flavor. Turbo Dog is powered by pale, caramel, and chocolate malts and Willamette hops for runaway good times. This is like when your beer has been on the market for 10, 15 years and it had a good running, but now there's a lot of other beer around. Now I need to write something <laughs> clever on the back yeah. in order to make it stand out. Rebrand and give it an interesting label. Well, I, okay, so the thing that I remember about this beer is 
every single time we had something dark, it was always a stout, and it was like super coffee. And I always said, oh, I don't like coffee, obviously, before I drank coffee every morning. But it's like, I don't like coffee. It tastes like coffee. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. This one was the first dark beer that I had that didn't taste like coffee. And so I absolutely loved it. I, I would buy it on a weekly basis almost for a long time. Yeah. And every single time I see it now, I'm like, oh, man, Turbo Dog, that takes me back. I love that beer. I need to get it. And then I never pick it up. Because <laughs> I always find something else that catches my attention. But this time I saw it at the store because I actually went to buy the Shiner Light Blonde specifically. And then I saw this and I had that inner monologue. Oh, I love that beer. I need to pick it up. And I was like, no, wait, I really do need to pick it up because this is from. Yeah, this is the episode to do. Exactly. It. So here we go. I would like you to notice that behind the purple turbo dog, mm -hmm. there is a man reaching for the leash that he has lost. So oh, because this turbo the, the dog, dog hit turbo. Oh, yeah. And the man was not turbo. He <laughs> didn't have a turbo button on his controller. No, he There's didn't. also a woman apparently swimming in a bikini in a river next to them. And that the has her dog, dog under is control. on a surfboard. But look at how much higher the, the dog yeah. is on a surface. The woman is half underwater. Yeah, that's strange. So that dog is so turbo, he's just flying across there. I, I got some big boat. jugs. I also <laughs> My sister had a Nissan Maxima, and it had a turbo button. No, that oh. wasn't the Nissan Maxima. What was it? She was a button. oh, it was like a, a BMW turbo or something. I don't remember. There was a turbo button. A button. A button. I don't know what it did. Like the ones now where you turn your car to sport mode. Yeah. Like no, no I want magic happens and you go faster. <laughs> according to the uh, Top Gear guys. But anyway, um, okay. this beer looks beautiful when you hold it up to the light. Very dark, ruby, very clear. Clear, yes. It looks fantastic. Reddish has a uh, beige-colored head. Oh, aroma is straight-up chocolate. Well, I get lots of, like, grains, like, uh, from your mash. <clears throat> Oh, I just get 100% milk chocolate in the aroma. That's all I pick up. Yeah, I'm getting whenever you start to vorl off and you have to open up the top of the mash tun. Yeah. Get some grains. I don't get any of that. A little bit of that. Slightly, slightly pushed past the, past the limit kind of smell. Oh, man. This beer is so good. I love this one. I'm so glad we ended on this. So are we okay. not at the tasting part yet? Oh, are we just sorry, I kind of skipped it. I was getting well, a little finally excited. when I do get to the tasting part. Finally. I was getting, I was getting a little excited. <clears throat> the chocolate starts coming through for me. Yeah, but it's a, it's it's that really nice like a like a, like a borderline baker cocoa kind of. Yeah, it's kind of it's a little bit bitter on the finish. It's really sweet up front with a bitter finish. So you go from like milk chocolate to Baker's Chocolate. I get some toasted malt in this, too. Toasted, yes. Roasted, no. Yeah, I was I was going to kind of toe the line there. Because, see, so I don't get any roasted coffee, any kind of anything harsh like that. It's all pretty smooth. Yeah. 
there's a kind of breathe out finish kind of thing that I can't describe. Breathe in, breathe out, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Now, see, this is labeled <laughs> as a... He was like... Um. <laughs> yeah, Mutley. There you go. <laughs> this is labeled as an English brown ale. However, I would uh, I would almost brown. argue that it has Dunkel characteristics. Munich Dunkel? Yeah. Mm, well, maybe because it's really sweet. I mean, it it's not like a it's not a lager. It's not clean finishing like a, a lager would be. However, it's really it's thick and it's bready and it's toasty and it's chocolatey. All of the things you would expect a good Munich Dunkel to be. Okay. So I think this is kind of borderline. If somebody handed this to me and said Munich Dunkel, I'd say okay, I could see that. Um, Willamette, I think, is a Fuggle's cousin. Yeah, it's super woody. So like maybe part of that is in it. Percent. Um, and I and, and when you said when you said English brown or British brown or whatever, I remembered it saying Willamette, and that being kind of a, a, a distant cousin, har 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 to uh, to Fuggles. But I, where yeah, are them Tetnangers at? <laughs> good for me um yeah but otherwise i don't know about british brown on this it's a little dark for that i feel like yeah maybe a little, little. that's why i was kind of thinking more towards mini dunkle because it's got that rich bready chocolatey thing going for it yeah i could be talked in, into that and uh, but, but you're also right that it's it doesn't have the smooth crispness of a of a lager because yeah. it doesn't finish like a lager. It has the the lingering just dirt and extra well, flavor yeah. that goes with and it. So I'm wondering if that lingeringness is a hop character or a grain character that's coming mm. through from it. That's or maybe a little bit of both. Any yeast character. Maybe all this British stuff that's coming out and making it very not German. Right. <laughs> Either way, I would. I think it'd be pretty safe to say this is the best beer we've had today. Yeah, it's just so dang good. Sell us why it was pretty good too. It was. So was London Homesick. But see, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of in a. You know, it's kind of interesting because we talk about different phases of brewing, and 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 beer tasting. Like people are hop heads for a long time. I want the hoppiest thing, and then. You know, I, I kind of move towards the malty side of things. I really like Munich Dunkles for the longest time. I still do. Now I'm kind of in the, I want something that's light and sessionable and, you know, like a Hellas or uh, a Pilsner or something like that. You know, that's kind of what I reach for now. This, however, is still something that I would, I don't know why I don't pick this up more often. I love this beer. Because there's always the allure of whatever nonsense is on right. the shelf. Yeah, what's new and shiny. Yeah. But every single time I see it, I'm like, ah, I love that beer. I need to pick it up. And then I don't. I, next time I think about it, I'm going to pick it up. I wouldn't mind having a six-pack of this sit in my fridge. I think this is the longest phase I've been in for a long time. I think it's been years now that it's been like medium alcohol British beer and low to medium alcohol, like slightly funky saisons. For a long time now, yeah. peppery side saisons too, like specifically oh, yeah. peppery side. Oh yeah, yeah. 
And it's been a long time since I've moved out of that rut. I wonder if it's not a rut. Is that my final resting place? British Possibly. Beer and I, well, I love a good British beer. You know, it's, London Pride is an easy go-to for me. Every <clears throat> single time we're at TMP, I get a London Pride. They got a lot of things on tap. I always get a London Pride because I like it. Yeah. Um, so I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, but that's the last saison that I brewed was a peppery saison. So yeah, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, hey, <laughs> that's British. <laughs> or at least he's British. He's yeah. he's British. Yeah. All right, pound of, <laughs> pound of a little bit rating on the super pills. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> pound of big a bit. Speaking of pills, um, God, I don't know. It's good flavor. Maybe not as easy to pound. Yeah, it's rich. Uh-huh. And I've already finished mine, so I don't know if that's. <laughs> I'm savoring it. Maybe I'll. He's just u- umami, umamiing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> every I... time you say that, I think about. I have a student. Her name is Mame. Umami, so every time we say umami, it's umami, umami, umami. I got a kid named God. No. And it's always weird. It's spelled G A D, but. What? Everyone in the class says it's pronounced God. So, well, if you were to, to <laughs> lend the pronunciation of an A to like a half the languages that are spoken around the world, it would Gad. be ah, Gad, yeah. <laughs> or it's Gad. Gad. But anytime you go to church in the Northeast, they go to Gad anyway. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we we kind of joked about Sir Carr. Yeah, you know his his yeah. name. He even he tells the story, Sir. Because his dad wanted him to be respected, and car, Sir Car, put the two together. Because there was a car in the window yeah. outside. I have a student. His name is Sir Charles. Capital S I R, capital C Charles. I'm like, do, yeah. do people call you that? He's like, some people just call me Charles. I was like, I'm going to call you Charles. <laughs> Strange. What some are parents smoking. Some names like that I learn are actually like extra traditional hmm. like extra traditional and then other names i just get used to and it doesn't even occur to me anymore that i'm saying what i thought was a weird name last year but then others just i stumble over it every single time well you know what that's from no smoking? i don't oh smoking okay thanks sawyer <clears throat> anyway you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was drunk um BJCP on this one. As a as a British? Yeah, 13B British Brown, because that's what they claim on the label. Right. Overall impression, malty, brown, caramel-centric British ale without the roasted uh, flavors of a porter. Um, that's okay. pretty close. Yeah, okay. Yeah, caramel was was definitely a, a small highlight. I don't know if caramel-centric is going to be. Well, because I was looking for something that said something about chocolate. Um, so flavor, just to, to say, malt may also have a nutty, toasted, biscuity, toffee, or light chocolate character. Okay. Okay. So chocolate yeah. is listed. I would give this a, a 40, high 30s. Yeah, based Easy. on what you read, it seems to fit the style. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any issues with it. I thought it towed the line with roasty, but... It's enough that um, I think I'd put the emphasis on toasted, not yeah, roasted. That it could be under that. So, yeah, I like this. Fantastic. I could agree with forty. Yeah. yeah, good beer. Yeah. All right. So, just as a recap, 
of beers of our youth. Do we have to put them in order? Do we need to run to the kitchen and make a change? He's making a change. <laughs> um, I mean, we could. It might take a minute, but no. of, let, let's just let's just say this: out of the beers here, which one would you reach for again? Turbo Dog for sure. Turbo or Homesick? Daybreak. Yeah, that might be it. I'd get the Cellus again. Oh, I forgot about the Cellus. Yeah, I'm I mean, trying the, to look the at Cellus all the is good, but there's, it's like, wits are a dime a dozen. Seems like everybody has a wit. Yeah, I might put the wit in the middle category. Um, I could, I could do without the Winter Lager and the Shiner Light Blonde. Yeah, the rest of them though. In fact, good go tos. The more I look at it, if I was gonna make a change, I might put Shiner Light Blonde above the Winter Lager. What? <clears throat> Oh, Whoa. that's how I knew where you were going. <laughs> oh my God, it's so much longer than I thought it was. Did you make a combo? Yeah, you did. Combo breaker. Eddie at the end of it, there's like nine people screaming 10 feet away, and Eddie's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you said malt liquor because like it, five times. Because it's nine different drops that are happening at the same oh, time. You're okay. screaming malt liquor. Uh, Chris is choking <laughs> on the beer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes, I okay. see what you did there. And malt liquor, malt liquor, and then... <laughs> And yeah, there's a lot going on. And, and skrumps. Yeah, skrumps. I heard that too. Yeah. It, oh, I didn't hear that, but I definitely ended like for sure. Eddie's like yeah. very upfront, but very quiet and calm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. No, so, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. Y'all cannot do it or whatever you feel, but I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm starting at the bottom. Now again. <laughs> bottom. My students. Um, so winter lugger at the bottom, I think bottom. I'm gonna stick with it. And then Shiner next to bottom. And then I don't know really where to go between Cellus and Daybreak. So I'm gonna put them two. Them two. Wow. I am educated. Together. <laughs> That's a lot of P noises right there. <laughs> what? Know, was, there was, was not a single P noise in that entire thing. I or, wondered what the drop was, so I had to look. <laughs> now we all know. Now we know. P noises. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. Then I'm going to do London, and I think I'm going to top out with Turbo Dog. Hmm. I did not think I was going to. I, I I thought that Turbo Dog was going to be like a memory that was too good to be true, but it might not have been. I think I would go uh, Winter Lager. Then probably Celis, just because I'm not Bottom. a huge fan of Wits right now. I'm sure it's a great beer. And it, it, it is a good beer. I'm just I'm not a fan of the wit beers right now. All right. Um so I'd go uh Winter Lager Cellus, then Shiner, then probably the Homesick, then Daybreak, and and top it off with Turbo. Okay. I'm gonna go with Shiner at the bottom. 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 And uh Winter Lager after that one for space five. Then London Homesick is going to be number four for me. Daybreak, number three. Cellus White, number two. And Turbo Dog taking up the top spot. So Turbo Dog is... Turbo Dog cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then uh, it's we've, a good beer. We've established that Sam Winter Lager has <laughs> it's really fallen off. Yeah, it changed recipes, or we grew up and it was never good. Those <laughs> neither yeah. one, neither one are good. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for beers of our youth. Youth? Question mark. Hmm. Join us next week when Powers returns with power. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For Powers Travels. Cheers until then. Toodles. Toodles.